When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the Cricket Corner Podcast with me, Watsal Vora. Well, this is something we did not expect to talk about when we were recording the preview podcast. Well, welcome back to the Cricket Corner Podcast with me, Watsal Vora, where we are reviewing the first test match which has just ended in Hyderabad. Sorry for a bit of delayed podcast here. Some things happening in the background which prevented me from recording this podcast. If you are following me on Twitter, you know what that something is. But now that we are back recording this podcast, we are going to review what happened and how India suffered a defeat for possibly the fourth time on in home conditions over the past... Uh, 10 or 15 years or so. England have won. Yes, they have won the first test match in Hyderabad by 28 runs. And it felt like this win would have never happened after what was the situation at the end of the first innings. India have suffered defeat. England have won the first test match and they have picked up a 1-0 lead in this five-match test series. What have India what have sorry what have england managed to do here is completely breathtaking and unbelievable being 190 runs behind at the end of the first innings to then come back score 420 runs in their second innings on a slow turning wicket and then restricting india to just 202 is just outstanding they eventually win the test match by 28 runs and <clears throat> after, let's say, the first couple of days, two and a half days or so, it, it completely felt like this is a result which is never going to happen. When India posted a mammoth total of 436 in the first innings, it felt like that game could only go in one direction and that is an Indian win. Maybe England could manage to get a draw out of this, but... You, uh, we all know for a fact that under Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum, draw is never an option for this England side. And they came out there, played some excellent cricket, did not only manage to crawl their way back after being 190 runs behind, they eventually took a lead of 230 runs and then managed to restrict India to just 202 runs. Who were the main contenders which helped England win? this first test match in Hyderabad and uh, for me there were two people and if you ask around the cricketing fraternity they'll say that two men have helped have helped India have helped England 
win this test match and those are Oli Pope and debutant spinner in the form of Tom Hartley. Let's talk about Oli Pope first because he reserves a lot of recognition for what he has achieved in this Hyderabad test match. Oli Pope was made fun of before the start of the series. He's not had the best of times in Indian conditions. He's only had one tour of India which was in that Covid hit series back in 2021 where he was so bad. I think bad is a very harsh word but he was very very poor, subpar and he managed to score around just what 150-ish runs in four test matches with his highest score being of around 30-34 somewhere along those lines and to come here to fail in the first inning scoring just one run but to then to have the self-belief in yourself to come out there and score 196 runs is just outstanding. I was just listening to Ben Stokes talk to TalkSport and he he made a really, really good point uh, when he described the Oli Pope innings. He was asked by the interviewer stating that where does this 196 innings rank in terms of English players in in Indian conditions and he said that it would be right at the top above all the Joe Root masterclass which he has seen in India over the past five or six years and then he made a really interesting point was that if someone asks Oli Pope that how did you manage to get out and the response would have been such a funny one saying that I tried to reverse scoop Jaspreet Bumrah at 100 and when I was batting on 196 and that epitomizes what pass ball is all about. One thing that I want to clarify here and I want the Indian media and the Indian cricket fans to hear this is that basketball is not just about hitting runs, scoring scoring quickly, playing rash shots, declaring when it's completely unheard of. It's nothing about that. It's to go out there and express yourself. It's to go out there and play fearless cricket. It is to go out there and make sure that losing is out of your mind. If you lose, it's fine. Just go out there, give it your best shot. And that fear of losing, once that fear of losing is out of your brains, I think that can bring a vast ocean of opportunities. And that is something which England have managed to managed to grab it with both their hands here. And the innings in which Oli Pope, the 196 is a perfect example of what basketball is. The pitch was turning, he reverse swept, he swept, he even played a couple of dill scoops over the slips and over the wicket keeper's head while spacing the li- while facing the likes of Akshar Patel, Ravindra Jadeja, and Ravi Chandran Ashwin. This is bold, and he backs himself to score runs in these kind of situations. And this is the reason why I feel like Oli Pope, for me personally, and I completely agree with Ben Stokes that this is arguably the best innings. A visitor player has played in Indian conditions and we have had some good innings. He there were there was a Steve Smith innings in 2017, which is ranked right up there. Kevin Peterson himself scoring 186 odd runs in Mumbai to help England win all the way back in 2012. But this is right up there. Yes, there is obviously a bit of recency bias involved, but the way in which Oli Pope managed to hang in there, and another point to add here is that he didn't have good enough partners all he had was ben folks rehan ahmed tom hartley mark wood 
and Jack Leach to come out there and he hung in with their credit to Tom Hartley. We're going to talk about his bowling as well, but he managed to go score 30 or 34 runs. Rehan Emma chipping up, chipping in with 25 odd runs as well. And Ben Fox also scoring 34 to help build a solid foundation for Ollie Pope to express himself, get that 196, help England propel to 420 in the second innings and giving them half a chance of a victory and that half a chance was converted into full chance towards the end of day four. I want to talk about Oli Pope's other aspect of the game as well. I think a majority of media covering this test match are missing out on this thing and I want to bring it up on the Cricket Corner podcast and that is Oli Pope's excellent fielding whilst he was there at short leg and silly point. It is one of the most difficult positions to field when you are on a spinning track because you always expect a bat and pad or a sweep shot or a pull shot if the ball is short and you have to react so quickly. And Ollie Pope being there at short leg, at silly point, took two wonderful catches to dismiss Yashasvi Jaiswal and then Shubman Gill in the second innings of the bowling of Tom Hartley. And that is also really, really commendable. And in my eye, he was the man of the match. He was given the man of the match as well. And that is a brilliant performance, not only with the bat, but with, but with him being on the field as well. Talking about fielding, England's fielding in the second innings was outstanding. That one run out of Raminder Jadeja from Ben Stokes was just out of this world. Ben Stokes has had some amazing contributions when he's on the bat, on, on the field with the bat, with the bowl or with in the field. But today he was just outstanding. This is a man who is coming out, coming on to a cricket field after having a knee surgery just a couple of months back, and then to throw yourself out there in the field and to throw the ball from the outside of your right hand when you are halfway in the air and then getting the direct hit to dismiss one of the fastest field faster runners in world cricket in the form of Ravindra Jadeja is just outstanding and I think that run out put a lot of confidence in England's mind that yes we have a really really good chance of winning this match I, I, I remember that watching that on television and uh, oh there was Ben Duckett standing at uh, mid wicket and he had a perfect view of whether he was Ravindra Jadeja was short or not. <coughs> Sorry, whether Ravindra Jadeja was short or not, and uh, it felt like Ollie Pope and uh, Ben Stokes were still not aware whether the direct hit has resulted in Ravindra Jadeja being dismissed. But there was Ben Duckett running from mid wicket, saying that yeah, it's out, it's out, it's out, and that I think was one of the most uh, interesting things that that happened on the pitch. We mentioned him early on and let's shift our focus from uh, Ollie Pope, Ben Stokes, Ben Duckett to Tom Hartley. Tom Hartley making his debut in international cricket, in test match cricket. Just 20 first class matches and he's picked up just 40 wickets for Lancashire. He's coming in as a debutant in Indian subcontinent. He was given the ball to he was op- he was given the ball to open the bowling alongside Mark Wood in the first innings, goes for 35 of his first three overs, which includes a six of the very first ball he bowled. I think it was Yashasi Jaiswal who hit him for a six of his very first ball. I think 
that could have been a moment which could have ended Tom Hartley's international test career even before it had started. He was being mocked left, right and center on social media by complacent Indian fans and Indian media alike. But then once again, credit to Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes picks players, England pick players on their temperament, on their abilities rather than their current form. And Ben Stokes trusts his players. He didn't just make him shy away and tell him and uh, take him out of the attack and probably bring him when England, India are probably five down and their stale enders coming in. No, he made sure that he's right there in the firing line. He learns and he learned really, really well. And he ended up picking up seven wickets in the second innings. He bowled 26.2 overs, 5 maidens, 7 for 62 and those 7 wickets included that of Captain Rohit Sharma, Yashasvi Jaiswal, Shubman Gill, Akshar Patel. So he picked up the first 4 wickets, then he picked up the wickets of Shikhar Bharat, Ravi Chandran Ashwin and the final wicket of Ben uh, of Mohamed Siraj, uh, stumped by Ben Fox. Yeah. So that was just outstanding and I think this would create this would build a lot of confidence in the mind of a young spinner like Tom Hartley who did not have the best of the starts hung in there he said that he has learned a lot from how Ashwin and Jadeja and Akshar Patel have bowled in this test match and I think he's learned all the right skills and England can now go into the second test match in with knowing that they have someone a good spinner who whom they can trust if the ball starts to spin in the second test match as well. So many congratulations to Tom Hartley. If that Oli Pope's 196 wouldn't have happened, I think he would have been the second player to come out there and claim that man of the match. But um, I think Oli Pope's 196 enabled the likes of Tom Hartley and Joe Root and uh, Jack Leach in the second innings to go out there and pick up those wickets and restrict India to just 202. It also is quite funny that at the end of the first day, if you had have said to someone that Ollie Pope and Tom Hartley would have been fighting for the Man of the Match award, you would have sensed that either something has gone drastically wrong for Team India or I'm joking. Unfortunately for Team India, it was the former. Something did go wrong as far as Team India is concerned in those second innings. And it, it really felt odd that a visiting side could score go on and score 420 runs in the second innings while the hosts with such a good batting lineup, such so much depth in their batting lineup, batting to all the way down to number 9 could just be restricted to 202 by some inexperienced spinners. So yeah, where do Team India grow from here? It is really, really difficult to see England taking a command in this series. Yes, they have just won the first test match and now that the Indian cricket team, the media, the fans alike have understood what basketball is capable of, what this England side under Ben Stokes is capable of, I'm sure they'll not take them lightly. They might have taken them lightly prior to the innings, prior to the first test match, let's say, because they named a pretty inexperienced starting eleven, and they were counting on on hope rather than expectations and I think the expectations now from India is to bounce back and win at least three of the remaining four four test matches that are left in this series. My, my worry now is what if India come out there and prepare a complete rank turner in Vishakapatnam. 
this is where i wanted to talk about the pitch because i am really impressed by how good hyderabad pitch is and this is not coming out of someone who has a soft spot for england and coming out of someone who is talking about this because a visiting side has beaten india in home conditions this is not the point here i am really impressed by the hyderabad crowd and the hyderabad pitch the pitch was a good subcontinent indian pitch you you could bat if you are settled in like oli pope showed like ben fox showed in the second innings you could also pick up wickets if you have skills and which uh, likes of ashwin jadeja and akshar patel showed in the first innings as well yes there was spin there was not a lot of spin you needed good talent in in yourself to pick wickets and that is complimentary to some someone like tom hartley who managed to pick up seven wickets it is an outstanding achievement to do that i don't want india to go under the bubble and and tell the visakhapatnam groundsmen that we want a rank turner for the second test match because we have seen what happens when they are rank turners and i pointed this out in the preview episode as well if there are rank turners it allows inexperienced english spinners to come into the game as well then the skill factor is completely abolished we don't want that to happen we don't want uh, indoor 2023 to happen once again where likes of matthew kuneman todd murphy and nathan lyon picked up all the important wickets and managed to beat india on home conditions we don't want that to happen but uh, i want the pitch to be really really similar to what we what we have seen in hyderabad and what i want to see is team india to back themselves to come good regardless of the conditions regardless of the pitch and beat england fair and square i think i really want to see that side of team india i don't want them to just go out there pray that the ball would spin a lot more than the english spinners because let's be honest if the ball starts spinning our batsmen are not in good form to face those kind of spinning deliveries shubman gill is completely out of form shreyas ayer is not in good form yashasvi jaiswal less yes really really good innings in the first innings but then again a bit too attacky in my eye rohit sharma is not in his best forms you don't know what to expect from the likes of shrikar bharat and then you are relying on akshar patel ravindra jadeja and ashwin to not only give you wickets but then give you runs as well and let's be honest we don't know whether ravindra jadeja is going to play in the second test match at visakhapatnam because when he was run out by ben stokes he was pull he he, he was kind of holding his hamstring there like it felt like he's pulled his hamstring we still don't know the extent of that injury maybe he is completely fine and he might return healthy in the second in in the for the second test match but we we are not quite sure what's the case so i want england i want india to prepare good pitches where they can back their batsmen to give them runs and their bowlers to give them wickets and not just prepare a poor wicket where the ball starts spinning and back their bowlers to give them the ruin instead of their batsmen that is something which i don't want them to happen but uh, let's move back and talk about england for a second as well because there are, there was a lot of talk from english media and past players alike stating that the preparations coming into the test series in india was subpar i think many questioned england's decision to go to abu dhabi for a 11 9 or 11 day camp instead of practicing in india 
but now seeing the result after the first test match it feels like it's a completely valid and it's a completely right decision to make as far as the england management is concerned what happens if you come to india for a month before a test series the pitches the practice matches everything is controlled by the bcci let's say england hold a net session in mumbai who knows what kind of pitches those uh, nets in mumbai are going to give you they might be green seeming pitches against uh, if if let's say they are playing against a rest of india side for a warm up game you never know what kind of players bcci would select and make them play against england there could be all fast bowlers with no seamers whatsoever so that kind of preparations would have would have been of no help as far as england side is concerned so they made sure they went to abu dhabi where there are some beautiful uh, beautiful facilities where they could create pitches based on what they want they can create as many pitches as they want for as many scenarios as they want then practice there they have been away this test side rekindle regroup play some good cricket practice on the kind of wickets which you expect india would create and i think that was a really really smart move i think ben brendan mccullum and ben stokes wanted the control from their side rather than relying on the hosts for for them to to possibly create a spinning wicket which might have helped them in the test series and i completely back the decision that uh, ben stokes and brendan mccullum made that they wanted to have a training camp in abu dhabi and not in india a bit of stats before we wrap up this podcast uh, these stats show how monumental it is to see england win the first test match so here are three stats about england india losing this test match to england this is india's first defeat in hyderabad in test match cricket india has lost a test for the first time after having a lead of more than 100 runs in home conditions that was that has never happened before i think i read it on twitter and correct me if i'm wrong here the the deficit of the lead prior to the 190 was just 65 i think it was just a 65 run lead which india had that resulted in an indian defeat on home conditions that 65 that number of 65 has now increased to 190 that is magnificent and great performance from the likes of ollie pope to make sure that that has happened india are now winless for three consecutive tests at home after 12 long years now this is a really really interesting stat three consecutive test matches the indoor test against uh, australia in the border gavaskar series that india lost then they had the fourth and final test match against australia in ahmedabad which ended in a draw and now they have suffered defeat again against this time against england in hyderabad so a lot to ponder as far as team india are concerned i know for a fact that this would be a question for whoever is listening this podcast and has stuck around till like the 22nd minute what are my predictions have i changed my predictions heading into the second test match after what we have seen in hyderabad and my answer is no i'm still backing india to win this test series 3-1 i'm still giving one test match a liberty of maybe ending in in a draw or the weather being a issue 
but i still feel like india are still the favorites to win this series they have showed they can come back from a from one nil down in a test series against india it happened in 2021 where they lost the test match in chennai and then came back and secured a 3-1 series win i back india to do that this time as well because it's a really really wrong series and it is if england managed to keep this momentum going for five test matches till all the way to mid march it would be outstanding but i don't see that happening india are of real real force in test matches in their home conditions there's a reason why they had lost just three test matches in like 15 years or uh, in home conditions and this one defeat is not going to change that i still back them to win hopefully win the next best match in wisag so it's one all and you don't have the pressure of going 2-0 down in a series and then expected to win the remaining 3 i hope that's not the case but yeah india still favorites to win the series but i am sure the england contingent the english management and the english fans are really really happy to see their side win one test match because prior to the start of the series it felt like this could be a final battering but it's not going to be final it might just be 4-1 you never know but at least england are on the board and they have played some outstanding cricket they have wowed the world with how they have played particularly in the second innings and um, credit to ben stokes and brendan mccullum ollie pope and uh, tom hartley to manage to get this win what a day for test cricket as well we are like 25 minutes into this podcast and yes we are going we have we were going to talk about the india versus england match in hyderabad but what a day for test match in general where west indies have beaten australia in gabba and it is their first victory in australian condition since 1997 so what is that almost uh, 27 years since the last won a test match in australia wonderful scenes at the gabba shemar joseph what a man he is he has been seven wickets in only his second test match he picked up five wickets in the first test match in adelaide as well won the man of the series that series has ended 1-1 wonderful wonderful scenes uh, in brisbane the fortress graba has now been breached for a second time in 3 years and uh, that's funny if from an indian fans perspective but yeah long may live test cricket i hope uh, the smaller nations the likes of west indies sri lanka bangladesh and to an extent pakistan and south africa start taking test matches seriously are given the platform to play good quality test matches because this is the format which is arguably the best format in world cricket and uh, i would love to see it being expanded and re re and reintroduced in a way to these smaller nations so we can enjoy a good circuit of test matches across the world so yeah but the news are england have won the first test match in hyderabad they won the toss elected to bat first posted 246 runs in the first innings in reply Eng- india scoring 436 runs taking a lead of 190 but then came the english turn around second innings 420 runs abolishing the lead of 120 190 and adding 230 on top of that and india in reply could only post 202 
which saw which saw England win by 28 runs. That is the review done from the first test match. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you are giving me those five star ratings on Spotify and Apple Podcast. If you are listening this on YouTube, then make sure you are doing all those YouTube cliches of liking, sharing, and subscribing. However, for the time being, this is me, Watsalvora, signing off. Ciao for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.